the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTBN Pinellas Park. We have so much to thank God for, and it's always a joy to worship Him together. So take your family to... Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Odyssey. The following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. Man is going backwards, not towards God. Man originally knew there was one true God. Liberals say, well, man is working his way up to an understanding, a a monotheistic approach to God. He started by worshiping animals and this and that, and he, he is evolving. He is devolving. Man is getting worse, not better. Originally, man believed in the one true God, at least acknowledged that he was there. He knew that there was an all glorious one and he decided not to worship him. And instead he began to invent his own ideas about God. And the sad thing is that man prided himself on being intellectually honest and having intellectual integrity. But in reality, he became a fool. In 1837, Danish poet and author Hans Christian Andersen published a fairy tale called The Emperor's New Clothes. In case you don't know the story, an emperor who cared way too much about his clothing hired two swindlers to make him a new suit of clothes. The swindlers told him that the cloth they would use would be so fine that no one who is stupid would be able to see it or feel it. Only intelligent people could appreciate it. Eventually, the swindlers told the emperor that his clothes were ready and pretended to dress him in his new wardrobe. Not wanting to admit that he was stupid, The vain ruler never mentioned that he neither saw nor felt the clothing. His ministers did the same when they saw him, and so he went out to parade his new clothes. Everyone oohed and awed except one small lad who yelled, The emperor has no clothes! Everyone finally realized that the swindlers had made fools of everyone but the little boy, but the emperor continued his parade. As we continue our study of the book of Romans today on Verse by Verse, pastor teacher Steve Kreloff will be showing us how, for ages and ages, the human race has willingly been swindled by satanic ideas about God and about His creation. We have preferred to ignore the obvious evidence of God and His claim upon us. Instead, in our pride and desire to appear wise, most of us have actually become fools. Pastor Steve has been the teaching pastor since 1981 at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We at Verse by Verse Ministries are pleased to be able to make his practical, expository messages available to you through this radio station. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 1. Here is Pastor Steve with today's lesson. See, nature is God's witness to mankind that there's an eternal all-powerful, all-knowing, all-sovereign person behind creation. 
God has made the mind of man capable of drawing obvious conclusions from effect to cause. Animals don't have that. Animals just look at the phenomena of nature and it's just a spectacle before their eyes. It doesn't make any impression upon their minds. But to man, nature has a language. Nature is eloquent. Nature communicates. The first Bible was the sky above and the earth beneath. It wasn't written. It was read. Read by God to man. And man knew it. He knew that, that the heavens were declaring the glory of God. And he knew that it ought to evoke a sense of awe and wonder and, and respect and worship towards the God who made everything. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. See, that's why the verse says that he is without excuse. The pagan doesn't have any excuse to say, I didn't know. God says, you did know, and you suppressed it. How did he suppress it? Verse 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. It doesn't mean they had a personal relationship with the Lord. It means they knew about God. They knew he was a glorious God. They knew he made everything. They knew that there was one true glorious God creator of heaven and earth who was all wise and all powerful and all orderly and all sovereign. And when they knew that, they said, no way am I going to glorify you. No way am I going to bow down to you. No way am I going to be grateful and thankful for what you've done for me. No way. They suppressed the truth. Man is without any excuse. Because when he knew the truth about God through nature, when he knew these truths, he refused to give God glory. And that, my friends, is really the sin of man. He doesn't give God glory. And what does that mean to give God glory? It's to recognize who God is and respond properly by worshiping him and obeying him. That's what, that, that is basically what giving God glory means. It is recognizing who God is and then responding properly to that recognition. Man doesn't praise him. Man didn't worship him. Man didn't exalt him. Man didn't honor him. And people weren't thankful. They used the gifts of God. They used creation. They used God's, God's gifts, but they refused to give thanks to the source of those gifts. You see, with all creation declaring God's glory, man turned his back, turned his back on the truth, and he stubbornly and he defiantly refused to acknowledge this glory, glorious God by worshiping him. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, says this, Worthy art thou, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou didst create all things, and because of thy will they existed and were created. You want to know why you were created? It's very simple. It's to give God glory. To give God glory. That's why. That's why. Did God need your glory? Really, he didn't. Really, didn't. I heard someone recently say, God needed our fellowship. God doesn't need anything. He wants fellowship. He wants glory, but he doesn't need it. God is the self-sufficient one. He is the I am. I am that I am. I need no one else. I need nothing else. But mankind, when he knew the glorious God, he said, no. He refused to recognize him. And along with this, he refused to give thanks. That's why it's so important to be thankful, be grateful. Because the sin of mankind 
is saying, no, I'm not going to worship you, nor am I going to respond in being grateful and thankful to you. Folks, Paul's indictment against the pagan man of ancient times is his indictment against the pagan man of today. This is our society. If you want to understand society today, it's summed up in Romans 1.21. When they knew God, they knew about him, they refused to honor him. They refused to glorify him. Society may mention the name of God. Society may talk about God. They may even throw in a few God bless you and thank God, but they don't mean anything by that. It's just superstition. It's just tradition. It's just what they've always said. But there is no thought of God. You see, it's not just that we recognize God by saying his name, but that we recognize him and respond to him in submission and and obedience. Man may have God talk, but he refuses to fall down and worship God for who he is. That's the sin of man. These other things are really secondary. That is man's, the sin of man. And you know why men refuse the light of God in creation? Because Jesus said in John chapter 3, men love darkness because their deeds are evil. Because if, if they come to the light, the light exposes them like bugs under a rock. And you pick that rock up and they scatter everywhere. They love to be under a rock in darkness because they're not exposed. When the light shines upon us, we want to run. Or what pagan man did, he turns off the light. He turns off the light. He refused to recognize God for who he is. And he became ungrateful. They pushed aside God. And man turns off God's light. You know what happened when man turns off God's light? Darkness. Darkness. The end of verse 21 says this. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Without the light of God, there's only darkness. In other words, man began to fill his minds with useless, worthless speculations about God and it led to spiritual darkness. Man may be enlightened about a lot of things, but spiritually, he's in darkness. Man may know a lot about science and a lot about about modern technology, but spiritually, he's in darkness when he rejects the revelation of God. They suppress the truth about God, this truth that he had clearly revealed, and in its place, you know what they did? They substituted vain, empty reasonings and speculations. In other words, man became a philosopher rather than a worshiper. That's exactly what Paul is saying. And if you want to know why there's so much error about God uh, all throughout history and today, it's because mankind has rejected the revelation of God and he's replaced it with his own thoughts, his own thinking. He becomes the final authority, not the Lord. And the result is a darkened mind. That's where there's so many religions. So many religions. That's where there's so much idolatry. Uh, people say, well, well, it's because man is reaching out towards God. He's seeking God. Listen, the opposite is true. Man has rejected God. Man has, has turned against God, and he is, he is not reaching out. Idolatry and false religion is simply proof of what Paul is saying. He, he, man has invented them because he's refused to accept the only true God and because man is innately a worshiper. Man has a psychological need to worship something. And all the religions of the world and all the idolatry 
and all the, the worship of anything, whether it's, whether it's money or people or four-footed animals or trees or whatever it is, it's simply because man has rejected the truth. He's not seeking God. He's turned away from God. And man is inventing his own gods to fill that void in his life because he turned away from the true God. You are listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve will continue our lesson from Chapter 1 of Romans in just a minute. If you are living nearby and are looking for a Christian school, Lakeside operates one of the finest schools in the area. You can learn more about Lakeside Christian School at their website, lakesidechristianschool.org. That's lakesidechristianschool.org. Now, here's Pastor Steve with the rest of our lesson. Man is going backwards, not towards God. Man originally knew there was one true God. Liberals say, well, man is working his way up to an understanding, a, a monotheistic approach to God. He started by worshiping animals and this and that, and he, he is evolving. He is devolving. Man is getting worse, not better. Originally, man believed in the one true God, at least acknowledged that he was there. He knew that there was an all-glorious one, and he decided not to worship him. And instead, he began to invent his own ideas about God. And the sad thing is that man prided himself on being intellectually honest and having intellectual integrity, but in reality, he became a fool. Verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. Man said, I'll be enlightened. I'll go beyond this, this lower concept that there's one God, a glorious God. I'll move out of that, of that silly, fabled mythology. And God said when he did that and he turns off the light, he thought he was wise, but really he was a fool. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, Paul says, Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? God certainly has, because for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. All of their speculations, all of their so-called wisdom, all of their enlightenment got them nowhere as far as God is concerned. They didn't know God. They moved away from him. They thought they could know God this way, but really they couldn't, and they were fools. See, when you reject God's truth, you're left to human philosophy, and it leads to darkness. The thinking of this world about spiritual things is nothing more than vain rationalizing. And man has to do that. He is forced to do that. It is a defense mechanism. You know why? For this reason, they're forced to rationalize because if they don't rationalize, and if they, if they don't rationalize away God's glory, then they're, they're admitting, basically, that they're fools and that they've made the biggest, dumbest mistake ever. They can't admit that there's one true glorious God and, and have any kind of reasoning. It's illogical. So they have to throw that away and put all kinds of substitutes for God and, and speak about evolution and speak about this and speak about... and silence the glory of God. Because to not do that is to admit that they have blundered. So society goes on trying to silence the truth about God. Man really doesn't acknowledge God's name. They may speak about him, but don't be, don't be naive. Somebody speaks about God. 
Don't be naive. They may mention the name of God, but more than mentioning the name of God, they try to not mention God's name. They try not to mention creation. Uh, we refer to creation, for instance, as Mother Nature, right? Or um, we won't acknowledge God's goodness. We call it luck. Christians should never call call anything luck. Don't call anything Mother Nature or luck. Man refuses to acknowledge God's sovereignty. He calls it fate or destiny. See, we try to silence the truth about God. We, we try to say that there is no glorious God. There's only Mother Nature and there's luck and there's fate. But in their darkness and in their foolishness, they couldn't escape, as I said before, that, that craving, that innate desire to worship something. Man has a psychological need to worship, but he refused to worship the true God. So what did he do? Look at verse 23, and we're not going to have time to deal with this today. We'll pick it up next time, but we'll just read it and then bring some conclusions. He became a fool and he exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creature. That's, that's heathen man. That's pagan man. You say, does he deserve it? Does he deserve the wrath of God? Absolutely. Absolutely, because when he knew God, he said no, no, and he refused to glorify God. Don't miss the point of these verses. Don't, don't say, oh, wait a minute, that's for other people. Listen, it's for you and it's for me. We have, you have far more light than the heathen did and the heathen does. You have far more light. You don't just have creation. You don't just have conscience, which we'll see in weeks to come, but you have the gospel of Christ. In this area, and especially you, since you've uh, attended church here, you know something about Jesus Christ. You've heard about him being sung. You've heard scripture reference to him. You've heard his name. You've heard the truth. Maybe not in detail, but you have heard about Jesus Christ. You have far more light than a heathen does. And the real issue is, will you respond to that light? Will you respond to Jesus Christ? Will you bow down to Almighty God and acknowledge him and acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as the one who died for your sins, paid for your sins, and wants you to come to him? See, it's not enough to simply recognize the existence of God. You must glorify him by responding to Jesus Christ. And the only way you'll respond to Christ is when you see your need for him. You'll never come to him for righteousness if you think that you're righteous. You don't need him. Before you come to him, you must understand that you're guilty. You must understand that you are unrighteous, that you are a sinner. You must see yourself as a rebellious sinner who's turned his back on God and who's suppressed the truth that God has given you as one who needs his righteousness. That's where the gospel begins. You say, that's awfully, that's an awfully negative message. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. It is. But that's where Paul began, and that's where we begin, because you'll never see the positive, wholesome, good news of Jesus Christ unless you see the negative, bad news of man's sinful condition. See, Paul is proving that we're all unrighteous. And let me say this. We didn't become sinners by rejecting God. I want you to understand that. We didn't become Sinful by rejecting God. We reject God's light because we're already sinners. Do you understand that? 
we reject him because we're already sinners. In fact, Paul says in Ephesians 2, we were by nature children of wrath. You and I were born into this world dead in our sins and trespasses. Dead means unresponsive. We didn't respond to the light of, of, of God through creation, conscience, or Christ because we are sinful, because we have no capacity in us to respond to him. We're dead. Dead people don't respond to any stimulus around them. Spiritually dead, we don't respond to the Lord. So if you are without Christ, you need him. You desperately need him. You desperately need his righteousness because you have none of your own. But there's one final thing as we close. I don't know if you're convinced or not that the heathen are lost. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. One of the great motivating factors for missions is that all people are lost without Jesus Christ, whether they've heard about him or not. And if you pull that out of the Bible and you say it's not there, then you cut across every motivation that we proclaim and the Word of God proclaims for telling others about Christ, for missions, for evangelism, for discipleship. In fact, if the heathen are not lost, if the heathen are simply living up to the light and God will let them in because of that, then we ought to close down every mission station. We ought to never proclaim the gospel. We ought to close every church. You know why? Because if they're fine without Christ and they've lived up to that light, once we tell them about Jesus Christ and they've rejected him, we condemn them to hell. That's exactly the logic that you're pushed into if you reject the message of Romans. If they are living up to the light and, and they're not condemned without hearing about Christ, once they hear about Jesus Christ and say no to him, then we have really condemned them to hell and we do them a grave injustice. So the solution is pull back every missionary. Never tell anybody about Christ. You certainly know that that's not what the Bible teaches. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. There is an urgency there. Why? Because all men are lost without Christ. All men. The heathen, the Gentile who is moral, and the Jew who is self-righteous. Let's bow for prayer. Where are you? Where are you? God is calling you. God has been calling you since you were born. God has been calling you through creation all around you. That flower that you see, that's, that's God's testimony to a God of beauty. The stars that, that are in the sky, that's God's testimony to his wisdom, his majesty, his glory. The rains are God's testimony to his goodness. Have you rejected that? If you have, accept it. Accept it. But go beyond that. Because you must accept the revelation about Jesus Christ. Amen. What Pastor Steve just said reminded me of a line from a movie, of all things, that illustrates one of the principles he was discussing. Someone offered something to a character. I don't remember what it was. Let's say it was coffee. They said, coffee? The intendant recipient replied, yes, it is and went about his business never accepting or enjoying the coffee. That illustrates in a very small way what happens when we simply acknowledge the offer of salvation by grace through faith in the risen Lord Jesus Christ, but never actually receive it. If you are still settling for mere intellectual acknowledgement, 
I hope that today you will realize your need to place your trust in Jesus and Jesus alone for eternal life. Thank you for joining us today for another verse-by-verse radio Bible class. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff is guiding us on a tour of the Book of Romans. Pastor Steve has been serving for over 26 years as the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We at Verse by Verse Ministries have the joy of adapting Pastor Steve's expository or verse by verse messages to radio format. We are a faith ministry made possible by the prayers and gifts of interested listeners who are first faithful to their own churches. Today's class was the conclusion of a three-part message, which is itself part of a series of lessons from the Book of Romans. If you would like to hear the whole message without announcements, you can order a CD or a cassette by calling us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a phone number, and we will return your call during weekday office hours. That number again is 727 727- We would like to invite you to visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. You can listen again to today's broadcast as well as many previous classes. There are links to sign up for our free newsletter or podcasting service. That web address again is versebyverseradio.org. Pastor Steve Kreloff will be continuing through Romans chapter 1. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.